0: Welcome everyone, you're listening to Daniel here on the D-Report. Today I get a chance to speak with musician and educator, Eduardo Valencia. Our topic will address the role of music in community. Eddie, before we begin our conversation, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Eduardo Valencia. I'm a musician and a music educator. Currently teaching Afro-Colombian drumming in some prisons in Southern California as well as just working on music.
0: Well, Eddie, thanks for uh, sharing your time. I uh, was hoping that we could talk today a little bit about kind of the role of music, um, particularly how it plays into community. And you mentioned your role as an educator. So I think that'll play itself out really well in, in sense of, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on on how, I guess the impact of education in, in, in providing a sense of information and guidance. But I was thinking about starting off maybe on two points. One, um, recognizing that we are under COVID-19 quarantine. So this conversation, if you're comfortable, we can kind of talk a little bit about that. But I also want to just be able to think about this awkward sense of, um, it's not really awkward, but there's this thing that I always think about when when we talk about music, uh, that a lot of us really enjoy it. We take it as important, but we sometimes put it, on the side, it's like almost like an add on. And I was hoping that we could think about spinning it. My background is in anthropology. And I've been able to see you kind of take a very global perspective to community and music and learning about different ways of people's expressions through music. So I'd love to be able to kind of bridge that conversation about thinking about how music can be central to understanding people or ourselves why don't we begin briefly by just kind of acknowledging where we are uh, so that you as a musician, what are your thoughts about how the music industry or the musicians in general have been affected by COVID-19?
1: Well, there's been a a huge, a, a huge effect because according to Rolling Stone music industry took a, like a $15 billion hit and that's people automatically, or very easily think like music. All the musicians are affected, which is true. But to an extent, some of that though, some of the musicians that are the least affected. It would be the folks that do the sound on a on a daily basis for events, uh, film crews, tour bus drivers, people that are driving rigs around for giant arena shows, film film crews, engineers for that, ushers. It's just like the music entertainment industry is so much more than just the people that are creating the music itself. It's a, it's, it takes a team. And I I was surprised to hear that it was like $15 billion. But when I started reading and thinking about it, I was like, no, that makes sense. It's a, and what what troubles me is how will you actually bounce back from this thing where it was like, it just shut it down, especially in Cali. And then like, once it opens up, like how, how is that gonna come back into play? And how many of those people are, are gonna just get dropped along the way, meaning they're just gonna search for other careers, but. Well, I think it's
0: interesting to think about just how everyone in their respective fields have been affected by COVID-19. And I recall like being with you, I think, at the station right around March, right around there, and South by Southwest announced that they were shutting down. That's you know, right. They and at that time, it was this moment of kind of understanding that there was going to be a ripple effect. You know, people knew that this was coming, but we weren't sure how impactful it was going to be. And one of the things that I think a lot of us have been aware of is the entertainment industry in particular. Yeah, films, TV shows, shutting down production, but an equal kind of infrastructure is the music industry, which you mentioned. And I was thinking about this sense of what you mentioned that says all of us are waiting to get back to our respective work fields how is music different? Because in my sense of, of my respective field, for example, as an educator, I can do it on Zoom. It's not the same. In fact, I think it's very disruptive and somewhat incomplete. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I can say at one point, I'm gonna go back into the classroom. When it comes to musicians, what are some of the ways that the conversation falls apart or takes a different direction?
1: Well, a lot of venues have shut their doors permanently. So in certain communities, there will be no no professional ways to go back to playing music. And I think that it will also affect the crowds. They won't come back right away. I feel people are gonna be more skeptical of being in larger crowds. So big festivals will suffer. Um, I do think that there might be a, maybe a resurgence of just more community-based events um, more low budget events, more house parties, more playing in the park, free shows type of thing. Um, and musicians are gonna get creative just like in, in any in any circumstance, people get creative with, with, with this, what the situation is. Uh, but to bounce back to what it looked like before, I feel like that'll take a while, but I could be wrong. Some places in the US are popping off still. Yeah, and I think
0: about the sense of that slow return right now we're seeing the beginning of the vaccine being distributed. And as I talk to people, there's a lot of optimism, but there's also concern in the sense that there's, there's a delay of feeling safe to return. You know, as you mentioned, this uh, this conversation about like um everybody wanting to go back to normal. And as I hear you, you mentioned that for a lot of musicians the infrastructure may not be there. So that I say, I just, I'm going back to the classroom because I believe that the universities that I work with are still gonna be there and their classrooms are there. But if I were a musician, I may be concerned that that infrastructure, that venue no longer exists because of this moment where people lost revenue, weren't able to keep the rent going. But I, I think about this conversation about just as I'm trying to get to this place of thinking about the role of music and community and society. And there are these things that people were, were concerned about. You know, for example, uh, when we talk about the early response, we talked about the essential workers and we immediately thought about those that were in the front lines in the food supply, the farm workers, the, the people that were trucking and, and working in the factories, uh, maybe kind of like moving goods through, uh, even the, the storefronts. Where do musicians fit in into that arrangement for you?
1: I mean, that's a, that's an interesting, an interesting question. Music is essential, I think, as humans, right? But the way we're set up now, the music industry puts a lot of pressure on, on keeping things fresh. So where do musicians fit in? How do we fit in into that? There's a couple ways I feel if you're in a band people like that people like live music they like live bands I think that'll always be a demand but that'll that'll fall apart for some bands during these days some people won't be able to to just really hang on some people are just going to move on with their lives and it's not because they don't take music serious but I think music is such a industry is such a competitive environment and almost takes away the the importance of what music is to us being humans so I, what I mean by that is I'll, I can I can play my instruments and entertain people and entertain myself and teach the drums and have it be a form of therapy. But then I can also sit down on my computer and make a beat on my computer. And then that'll get me, potentially for me to get, make more money will be me sitting on a computer and making beats or making music like that. So that's not gonna end, that's gonna continue to grow. And that I don't think has ended during the the lockdown. People are at home being creative, but it's those musicians that offer music in a different way that that um, we're making money that are suffering because that's a big risk for a lot of musicians to put their faith in that and it's so much it's like not supported by society in the same way that other things are it's, it's seen as like a thing you do on the side a hobby um, which for a lot of people it's it's a passion but they have day jobs because that's the only way you can make a living so it's going to continue to be a struggle like that
0: I noticed the same thing that you identify in terms of the way that we consider certain jobs as immediately not legitimate, but like, there's a sense that like, for example, if I am a teacher and I kind of tell people like I do that on the side, but in reality, you know, like I'm a mechanic, people go like, it doesn't make any sense. Why, what are you doing? But if I were to replace that with a musician, but on the, you know, on the side, but on my day job of a mechanic, everyone seems to kind of understand that. And I think it speaks to what you mentioned, that there's this awkward sense, I think, maybe about understanding that music as a very human thing is part of the human condition. It's probably one of the oldest languages that we can call it a language or expressions, you know, that we've had. But music where it stands in society today is different. It's part of an employment entertainment industry that I think converts it, distorts it a little bit. And maybe that's why it's so hard to to talk about music in a way that is um, recognized in the same way. Because I think about, for example, uh, some of the conversations that I've heard when we were talking about essential workers, some people were saying, um, can you include the artists in there? You know, like if you believe that, you know, the, the person who's running the grocery store or who's working uh, then the trucking are essential workers and you want to support them and make sure they stay safe and they stay employed so that things don't fall apart. There was a, a small conversation, but I, I was interested in seeing your thoughts about, hearing thoughts about it, that people art. are saying, what about musicians and the artists, you know?
1: Well, what comes to mind right away is I think most people would agree that music and musicians and art is essential. I, I think, I do think most people believe that, but it falls apart when you begin to, in this in this sense, when, in, in this circumstance of the pandemic and the lockdown, uh, because it, it, you start being like, okay, well, how do you support musicians? There's different levels to it, it's not like, and, and because of the fact that mu- music is a thing where people gather and you can no longer gather and the spaces where we gather are gonna suffer also, it's like a chain. So like the things that support musicians start falling apart around them. Right, So your art itself does not fall apart. It, it, and it, it does for some people as the lockdown takes its toll on your mental health. But um, once businesses start shutting down and you no longer have a place to be at, you lose that support. And there, there, was a, there was another point, like everybody's at home, right? Everyone's on their computers now and there's virtual concerts and you're watching, you're streaming movies and you're streaming music, the streaming music industry got a big bump in this last year. Everybody's like on Spotify or Apple Music and your distributors will put you in all of those things so people can access your music. So everyone can have their music on there, but those places aren't paying you the wages that that you need to stay alive. So musicians would need to perform and tour to actually make a living. So as now we see that like the streaming services are way more powerful. In the music industry it's it's diluting it and not only certain artists are going to be bumped and make real money while everyone else is going to have to labor by touring and that's the only way you can do it because now there's a sense of what is popular music how it's produced who is producing it who are actually being able to get it to the ear so the cultural perspective is it's just much more it's just more much more competitive now and the last couple of months just shows like a lot of bands are just they're quiet because their magic was we get together, we perform and the streaming isn't like powerful enough for us because everyone's just listening to whatever's whatever's hot.
0: But I'm thinking also about just the opportunity to hear your thoughts on something that I've been working with a lot and that's just how to express community membership, like with some of the ways that we think about, for example, ourselves as people, but people that are in community and thinking about like music as an anchor to defining community. And, I, and I'm being very specific to the use the word community, not the word culture, only because that's what I what I find easier to like in my mind separate because I think about, for example, um, I just finished teaching a class and we were really struggling with the word culture because I kept on trying to tell them, like, don't use it so openly. Because if we use it so openly, then it's just everything, which it is true. It's good for everything. But at the same time, then how do we distinguish? Why do, why do some people say that's my music, my culture, not your music, your culture? So I was thinking about that aspect as I was curious to hear your thoughts. Because I, I really have in the past appreciated the opportunity to kind of hear the, the way that you talk about your travels. I mean, one of the things that I remember... Uh, just being so impressed by you is the way that you have been committed to understanding the the global context of the of the drum and being able to really own this sincere investment in 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 finding different communities. And they've taken you to different parts of the of the world, and I'm curious about your perspective toward music and how you, how it allows you to see different communities or anchored communities or cohesive communities i'm not sure what word or phrase to use yeah. but i hope i'm kind of making some sense
1: yeah that makes sense i think that the communities or what we can refer to as cultures are are lived experiences shared by people right so that's what, how music is relevant to certain communities and 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 when you step into those those areas and you you see how it resonates with people like that that, that to them it's something normal like um, we're in Azerbaijan and they're playing traditional instruments there and for me it's like wow that's not so pretty for people there it's like been the same music for them for a long time it's part of their culture it, it I don't know how to say this I'm an open-minded person most people listening to pop music whatever they're waiting for whatever's on the radio but even those moments create communities even like this pop music culture creates communities you know um, creates fandom people go to See superstars perform songs that they like, and you could be like, we could be in, for example, we could be in Equatorial Guinea, Africa, or Azerbaijan in the middle the Middle East area, and people are all like, oh, we know about Despacito, we love that song, you know, and it's like, oh, what is you know what, what how is this pop music actually um, creating these communities that are like not imaginary, they're real, but they're niche and they're momentary. I think music has that power it's like we may not speak the same language or politically be necessarily aligned or even have the same perspective on on a lot of things but we like that song and and the, the global media thing has has tapped into this thing that's very human i don't know what it's attributed to but it's the music and and feeling a rhythm yeah it's it's powerful now i don't know if it's answering the question because it's 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 confusing even for me but in my travels and just meeting Musicians and understanding rhythms and understanding how people feel music, it's um it's deeper than the fandom, it's deeper than the pop music that gets made for radio hits. It's um if that disappeared, music would not. It would just change. If technology, if satellites burned down and we no longer had the internet or something, like music will continue to continue to be. It just will it will just look different and maybe we'll appreciate it more. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Actually, that's a really interesting direction. I was thinking about just that, you mentioned this awkwardness of how we think of ourselves and others. And I'm kind of stumbling through it because in my head, it's a longer talk that I've been, I just finished, you know, a class so that one of the things that I remember talking to them about was that they were really struggling with my attempt to complicate the word culture. So they wanted it to be bound. Like if it was different cans, like I lived in in one can and you lived in another can and you filled it up with one thing and you filled your can with another thing and that would make it clean, you know, because then we could be different. So you could say like, my music sounds like this so I could put stuff in that can and your music sounds like that and it's a different one. But then what you said is what I was trying to express. Like what happens when we have the same music in both our cans? right? So is it your music or is it my music? Because I am equally vibing to the beat. I may not even, even uh, be familiar with the type of, of lived experience that is being referenced in the song, but what happens when I think of it as my music? And how does that kind of bridge and shatter and also shatter the perception of, of the divide? Because I was thinking about this idea that says like music, I think about it as something some type of language or information. And I'm not sure what it is sometimes that is communicating because we know, for example, something that you mentioned is that like if the internet were to be shut down and no one was able to ever stream music again and no one was able to ever even reproduce any music that was on their laptops, we would hold a lot of the music that we were able to remember up to this point. And some of it would continue pretty close, but the majority would be immediately transformed immediately. Like that song that you knew the lyrics to, you would change it. And like in in about a two year span, it would be a whole different song. But the thing that I find interesting is that like, what does it mean about us being human that we will hold on to that thing that we call music? Uh, Uh, something that's intimate to ourselves but that we share because i want to just own what you said like you go far away and you catch a song that you heard in the u.s and they recognize it we're we're connected now i think somehow i don't know how connected but there is a connection
1: yeah pop culture pop music and pop i mean just like anything that's super popular it's it's bringing it's 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 breaking down the, the barriers between people it's like eliminating the idea for borders it's really powerful I mean not everyone's going to reach the stardom where they're going to make a lot of money but musicians they all I think we all understand that feeling of when you're jamming and people are feeling it and you're like oh this is um this is like some some type of sonic alchemy where you're creating these sounds and people are like oh so much pleasure like in my body just coming through my ears and and that's Very, very human. I don't think there's like many animals that do that. Maybe dolphins or something, but I don't know. We don't speak their language. So,
0: (laughs) no, we could. In fact, that's one of the things that we kind of been working with. And in anthropology, there's this thing that we kind of do in, in introduction to anthropology one we come up with this list of things that are uniquely human, right? So, we might say something to the effect of like humans are the only ones who have language, or humans are the only ones that have culture. And by culture, we mean this this learned behavior that's holistic and enveloping
1: yeah, as a guidance
0: they, to teach you how to be a member of your community. But then there's this moment they go like, well, what about chimps, you know, or what about dolphins? And I think surprisingly, there are other organisms that have something similar. But I think humans are uniquely trippy in the way that they've heightened that expression like music
1: beats i think it's a it i would say humans are the only thing that can you hear it a lot musicians talk about it we will say like oh we're like you get really good at your instrument and then it's like it's not even me bro it's i'm a vessel for whatever it is and i think that whatever it is some people say like it's god it's coming through me and like I, i don't know i I don't know the right answer but i understand what they're saying like it's you're you're it's, it's like an out-of-body experience when you're playing you're really locked in and things are just happening it's it's happening yes because you practice a lot you know you, you put in so much work that your your body goes on autopilot but there's some stuff that's like unexplicable as to like why the saxophone players like was able to string these notes together in that order in that moment and just off the brain i mean the practice is there knows how to do it but things happen in in moments and I feel like that's a very unique human thing like to be able to improvise like that
0: yeah and it takes you back like generations because right now as you as you hear as I'm as I'm hearing you um I'm just thinking about like the different conversations around music that I've heard growing up and like my grandfather my mom's dad was a musician and the way that she talked about him the way that his role in his little village you know as these like band members that's what they were and they would like do concerts and they would go do uh shows and having people practice and they and i'm just thinking about this idea of this generational language and i keep using the word language because i don't have a better word for it but expression you know of music and then i think about this like how long of it how long have we been this way I was um, a couple years, no, actually like more like 15 years ago, I was in Mexico City with a teacher and we were taking this class in indigenous languages. And one of the, oh, we we had this uh, person who made instruments uh, in the old kind of like barro or clay form oh. come and do a workshop. This person had uh, a piece that was like thousands of years old because he had found it. And technically, I guess you're not supposed to have it, but as an Mexico
1: they, they, roll, they roll like that <laughs>
0: and he's an artist I mean literally he found it in his backyard type of thing yeah, yeah. but but the part that I, I was stripping out is like you know this this person is teaching us how to you know about his craft and what he does and and then he let us hold it you know and then he said you can play it if you want and I didn't want to but my teacher she played this this flute and immediately she starts crying well <laughs> I mean she just like she's bawling and she was saying like this sound. Has come out of this thing for thousands upon thousands, and she was saying something to the effect of like how many of our ancestors, of our ancestors did the same thing. And I was just thinking about that bridge that we're talking about. Like, it I feel that music connects you like horizontally at the same time, but also this like into the past and the future. Because if you think about that, like the the, the beats that you put together, if generations to the future they're hearing them, it's a communication to you you know, it's an expression. It's almost like your voice there. And I think that's what I want to mm-hmm. I want to emphasize that when I think about the role of music and I've been trying to really work with this conversation, that's a little bit out of context because uh, I keep repeating it. Like I'm in my head, I'm still in class because we had 16 weeks of trying to figure out what is culture. Cool. But I was trying to say like, it's something that is human, but it's not how we think it is. It's not like a box that is made by by countries because that is part of it but it's something so vast that it can be sometimes contained and sometimes not contained and sometimes connects you way way into the past and i was thinking about this little this little material artifact that's this flute that has you know i don't know how many human beings played it i mean how many thousands heard, of people played it you know
1: Or heard that same exact sound
0: exactly yeah and that's what's tripping me out, just trying to think about just like that, the, the language aspect or communication and even archiving. So one of the things that I was thinking about is like when we talk about culture and we talk about language, um, language is a uniquely human thing. Language is also an archive, a library of information because I can, I can write it, but I can also just share it. I can tell you a story and in telling you the story, I've now archived it because you have it. Mm, so if I, I pass away, yeah. So th- what about music? And think about like yeah. um going back to my my grandfather, like the way that my mom talked about him. I I didn't get to meet him because he passed away a year before I was born. But the way that people talk about his music, it's weird because they're they're like talking about since it's from a time period that that there weren't recordings, I don't have it. But the way that they talk about it, I can almost hear it. It's kind of trippy because it's this sense of archiving and recording. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's how folk songs came, right? That's just like an archive passing generation to generation, sharing the archive. And that's how like La Bamba came to be, a song that Richie Valens covered. It was just like passed down because it was never, you couldn't record, recording is a new phenomena for humans. I think most of human history, you could say has not, there's no audio recording of any of it. So now that there is, now there's probably more music, recorded or sounds recorded then there is history i, I don't know if that's you know, you know what i'm saying but that makes sense to me that's how you pass on the information and i think that's how sounds become popular how like because music used to be just played right it was just played and whoever said like you know like one two three go you know like i don't know it, it was just played and it wasn't until now that it's like all right the song's at 120 bpm And we have it on the computer and it's running and you could see it and it's on a loop and the machine is now like, you know, we've put it's a form of artificial intelligence in the music in the music creating because now you're gridding the music and um, Computers don't grid the music like humans do like they keep it very like precise, but humans are not precise. So even when you're doing that on the computers or your software, you can do something that's called um, you can turn off something that's called the quantize, which basically keeps it on the grid. That way you can start making your rhythm like freak in a direction that you want around what is the metronome. And that's the human aspect of it. But it's um that information is passed through through like recordings and then things become trends, and now everybody's listening to to trap music and that's a familiar thing for everybody. It's in like it's in movies. There's kids' version songs of it. Like music continues to evolve. And my favorite part about the evolution of music is the sampling of old music and like remixing it and and doing new things with it,
0: Eddie, as we kind of like uh, take on this conversation as a uh, in the direction of of music and and, and its impact and role in understanding culture and society, what do you think music? should go I mean where would you want it to go
1: I want music to go in a direction where like whoever whatever your culture or community experiences the music whatever you grew up with anywhere in the world like you don't lose that like everybody should play a folk instrument of of their choosing basically everyone should play an old instrument like as much as you can if much as much as possible to keep that alive, so that so those textures and those sounds are able to be ex- expressed not through computers but through humans. Like I just hope humans do that, and that that and that we're all open to integrate with technology a little bit just to see what happens. But I don't know. There's music for different occasions. There's private music that you don't share with nobody that you play for yourself on a guitar, and then there's public music, and then within that there's like public music to make you think. And not dance, and some that's make, made to make you dance and think. And it's just that's a cultural or a community variant. You know, some people like to dance, some people like to listen.
0: Eddie, thank you for sharing this conversation.
1: Yeah, man, it's opening up my brain right now. So I appreciate it.
0: You have just finished hearing a conversation with musician Eduardo Valencia. We spoke about the role of music and society. In particular, how music and musicians are affected during this COVID-19 global shutdown and quarantine. I appreciate Eddie's perspective of music as a vehicle of communication that can transcend the physical spaces of communities, as well as generational divides and even time. I hope you found this conversation of value and take it to your respective circles to continue. You've been listening to Daniel here on the D-Report. Please feel free to send me any comments, thoughts, or feedback to the following email. Comments at dereport.org. You can also check out our past segments at dereport.org. Stay safe. Stay strong. Join us again next week.